Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hull, and in this episode, we talked to Dominika Minarovic and Elsie Rutterford, London-based entrepreneurs and founders of the clean beauty skincare brand, Bybee. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Bybee co-founders Dominica and Elsie equally embolize ethics and innovation. In 2015, these two London-based entrepreneurs bonded over a shared passion for clean beauty and lifestyle and launched the trend-setting blog, podcast, book, and Instagram account, Clean Beauty Insiders. They featured DIY recipes and touted an industry-leading natural perspective on skincare. Building on this partnership, they co-founded Bybee in 2017, and since then, the duo has been formulating every product in-house with their own chemists and lab, producing high-quality natural ingredients that address overall skin health rather than specific skin concerns with products that range from masks, moisturizers, boosters, and more. With a major push into the United States marketplace in 2020, Elsie and Dominica set a worldwide precedent for clean and sustainable beauty. Bybee's mission is to make sustainable skincare easy and accessible for everyone, along with believing that great skincare should not come at the cost of the planet and are not willing to compromise on either product performance or sustainability. At Bybee, sustainability is a need to have, not a nice to have. Dominica and Elsie, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Well, joining us literally from across the pond. How are things in London these days? Good, yeah. yeah. We've had a burst of spring weather, so everybody's feeling light and springy and a bit sunny, which is nice. I really want to thank you guys for being on the podcast and so excited to take the time to share your story. And I know we have a lot to get to diving into both of your impressive career journeys where you collectively came together to bring Bybee to life. So before we get started, I feel like we all sharing a similar interest, not only being animal lovers and maybe what seems to be fitness junkies reading through your profiles. I know another topic I could talk about forever is beauty and especially clean beauty products. And I have to say, as a beauty junkie, owning many, many products in a short period of time, investing in a full line of Bybee, my skin looks amazing. So I want to thank you out loud. Here's my five-star review to kick off. I love all your products. It feels good that they're also vegan, cruelty-free, and saving the planet. So again, Thank you for coming into my world, and let's just dive in to the path of creating this product line. Are you guys ready? Ready to get started? 
<laughs> we're so ready and thank you for those comments like i mean it literally warms our heart to hear that you have enjoyed using the product so much so that thank you for sharing that of course and then i'm like ooh, what's next so <laughs> we'll get to that but to dive into your pivot stories who wants to start off i would love to hear what life was like before Bybee. maybe some early career highlights so who's ready to jump in first well, I'll kick off. So Dominica here. So I guess life before Bybee was still exciting. We worked in sales. We uh, met joining the same company at the same time in very similar roles. So we were kind of office BFFs, you know, sharing gossip by the water cooler and all that. Uh, so we, you know, we were still in London, um, living kind of very fast paced, dynamic lives. But I, I guess for us as consumers, we're just really missing a kind of brand, yeah, that, that had purpose, that still delivered on efficacy. And that kind of jumps to, yeah, why we started Bybee. But, you know, we were, I guess, had an entrepreneurial mindset. I think being in sales, you kind of tend to feel almost like a bit like an entrepreneur. You have your own sales book and you're kind of really responsible for delivering your number and you're very autonomous. So I think that switching to being full-time entrepreneurs really suited us in terms of our mindset and the way that we were already working. Um, but we started as a blog, which then moved into a business. So I think our story moving from kind of full-time employment into then being co-founders and running a business is, was a really kind of stage by stage unfolding rather than a really sharp, let's just throw in the towel and start this yeah. business. And I feel like that is a good way to do it as well. Absolutely. Where did both of your loves for beauty come into play? Have you both been drawn to the beauty space at a young age, kind of playing around and mixing things up? Yeah, definitely. And I think when we first met, we were able to share our love of beauty together because we basically had corporate credit cards and were able to entertain clients. And whilst all of our colleagues were taking their clients to the pub for a beer over lunchtime, we were like, let's go for nails, let's go for facials, let's go for massages. So we've always managed to drag our shared love of beauty into the work that we were doing, even pre-Bybee. And that was one thing that I think drew us together as well as a shared love of wellness was just this shared passion for the beauty industry as a whole. I think our interests, our earlier interests in beauty had slightly different angles. Dominica is very much about the kind of ritual of beauty and the treatments and going to the spa. And I've always been sort of more interested in like makeup and dyeing my hair crazy colours and the sort of like colour side of things. But skincare is a kind of happy medium between those two things, I think, and something that we both have invested in our skin from very early on. So yeah, always been a huge part of our lives. And it was really exciting to come into the beauty industry together with a fellow beauty junkie. I love it. And I love to hear. So you both were working at the same company at the same time and just started to like spark up a conversation. Did one approach the other? Or how did the friendship get started at work? Yeah, in terms of our friendship, I think we were forced to be friends because oh, okay. I, mean, I, used to sit, I used to sit opposite her, so I Sorry, literally stared at, her face. <laughs> yeah. stared at her face all day. Yeah. But we also had quite a lot of crossover with our work, so we just naturally nice. ended up spending time with each other as well. And then obviously a friendship blossomed quite quickly. And Megan, you talked about kind of fitness, and actually fitness mm -hmm. was one of the big things that drew us together as friends and kind of, yeah, took our friendship outside of the office. And so so we, I guess just because our mindset is just very like, let's just put loads of massive challenges in our way and see if we can overcome them. So we did things like a 
triathlon we did a walk a charity walk to brighton which was like 70 miles it took us over 24 hours to do it we didn't sleep we just walked for 24 hours we're big fans of barry's boot camp so that was like a big (laughs) you know a point of commonality for us as well and i think again when we think about our business relationship like we always just had the same mindset of being quite ambitious and challenging ourselves but equally from a professional perspective you know we were both really successful in our roles we were really diligent we were really professional and we had a great work ethic and I think that is something that we've always really admired in one another so it was the greatest starting point for a business partner I think because we essentially were working together but without having obviously the pressures of a business to run but we were really able to understand what each other were like before taking that plunge and working full-time on the business together. How incredible is it with all these industries fitness fashion beauty we always find a common denominator, right? That's where I feel like most of my friends come in. And fitness is also such like a great community. So that's really beautiful that it was just sort of this organic relationship. And absolutely, you're going to get in a business with someone where you, you enjoy working alongside, right? We hear all the horror stories of businesses collapsing with people fighting or just things falling apart and relationships and so on and so forth. So That's really awesome. I love that story. And when did you guys realize that it was time to move on from your sales corporate career path, tapping into that entrepreneurial spirit? Was it just a fire burning in your soul? And I know you have, like you said, your podcast, your blog, a book. It was definitely a few steps to the journey. But when did you know it was time? Or maybe how did you know it was time? We were pretty measured in our decision to throw the towel into the day jobs and follow what at the time was a passion project and turn it into our full-time thing. We'd been running the blog, Clean Beauty Insiders, for a couple of years, maybe 18 months. And we'd also had a book published by Penguin. And we'd started up a series of like a festival, a kind of series of events. Mm-hmm. So we had like, all of this whilst still doing our day jobs, might I add. Wow. So this was like when we were mid-20s and had oodles of energy and no children. And <laughs> yeah. that was much <laughs> the easier. Good, the do. good old days. sorry we love you kids (laughs) yeah Uh, we had spent some time uh, one identifying a market and an appetite mm -hmm. through the community that we'd built through those multiple different streams of content production whether that be in real life events or the book or the blog we had also formulated our product line because we really saw a gap in the market for a product that spoke to us and upheld the ethics that we were looking for but also was fun and interesting and and fresh and Within that line, we had also um, modeled out a a business scenario. But I guess my point is we identified multiple streams of revenue that made us comfortable enough to feel like this was a commercial opportunity that we could really pursue as a dual founder team as well. So it wasn't just one of us giving up a full time salary. It was two. So it was actually quite measured and we really Mm -hmm. took time to test our audience and make sure that there was an appetite for what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And then we also put together like quite a thorough financial plan in terms of our savings and how comfortable we were to not pay ourselves and for how long and make sure that we kind of came into it equally from that perspective as well. So actually that process and that decision making took some time and we only left when we felt totally comfortable with all of those things and we wouldn't have done it before. So yeah, it was it was actually um, a, fair, a fairly kind of like thorough decision that we made. But once we'd done it, literally never looked back. It was the best yeah. thing that we've done. What an incredible story and amazing that you both were 
able to work full time. And as you were mentioning, have a couple of side hustles or passion projects and we're very thoughtful and measured instead of just saying, I'm out of here. <laughs> I feel like you guys would still be good either way, but it's nice to have a place of security to come from when you're going to make a meaningful pivot like this and know that you're really set up for success. So that's a really cool story. And I'm excited to dig in further to Bybee and bringing this incredible brand to life. So in the spirit of the podcast, I'm going to give you a yes or no question. And then we're going to take a quick little break and then talk all about by B. So do you remember, yes or no, the moment that you both came together and decided it was time to bring by B to life? Yes. Yes. All oh, right. Oh, the teaser. So, <laughs> a firm yes from both uh, of firm, us. We'd love firm yeses. Well, I can't wait to dive in. With that, we will be going to a quick break and we will pick this up when we get back. Before the break, collectively, you both said yes. So tell us about that moment where Bybee came to life. Yeah, so we were sitting in a cafe. I think it was in East London on a Saturday. And I feel like we'd just done something like a yoga class or like, I don't know, we'd done something wholesome. (laughs) And we were feeling really motivated and inspired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and we said, okay, we've got this amazing roots of a business. We really want to launch something off the back of it. What should it be? And we kind of sat there and we chatted about all different kind of ideas and you know, we'd obviously been thinking about it for months, like, could we turn it into this? Or could we do this? Or could we, you know, should we run more events? Mm-hmm. And then we both just landed on, no, we, we should just go out and create a product range. And I think that that was a, a real moment of clarity for us in terms of just knowing now the direction the brand was going to take, because I think we had been dabbling in so many different things. And, and some things had been really successful and others not so much. And I think just deciding that we were going to launch a new brand and it was going to be product and we knew exactly what that brand was going to look like, I think was a really exciting moment for us. Yeah. What's the inspiration behind the name By B? Does it stand for something? Like, is there something cool in there? Is it someone's initials? <laughs> like, what's the inspiration? Yeah. We played with many a name. And we wanted it to nod back to our heritage because Mm. we'd worked so hard on the blog and the book and we really had immersed ourselves in natural beauty. But equally, we didn't want it to be like really obvious and we wanted it to be its, its completely own like, you know new word we quite liked the idea of toying with something that was a little bit hard to pronounce as well we wanted mm. people we wanted it to be like a conversation starter at the dinner table like mm-hmm. how do you say it is it by mm-hmm. b by b but it loosely stands for by beauty insiders and the blog oh, is called it. clean beauty insiders and yeah we played with many kind of different combinations um and landed on that because we also just loved the sound of it like by b yeah. it just yeah. it's fun it's light it's easy and it's positive so yeah we loved that yeah it's very upbeat like rolls off your tongue I love it yeah. too. So good job. Thumbs up over here. So the million dollar question, shopping by B and a sea of other brands. Tell us more about some of your product offerings. And also too, you have a pretty serious commitment to the brand sustainability and carbon neutral mission, which is all over your beautiful packaging, website, all the things. So why shop by B? Tell us all you guys have going on. 
Yes, so we created a brand um, that was obviously really focused on delivering really good quality products and, and that buy be glow, as you've now experienced, again. So product formulation and product efficacy is still our number one priority and is really important for us as a brand. But I think sustainability, or I guess trying to behave more consciously, is also a really important aspect of our brand. And I think it manifests itself in many different ways, um, both internally within the way that we run the business and some of the corporate social responsibility practices that we have, but then also obviously across our product range. So we have a mission to be carbon negative, confusing terms as most of the terms around this topic are, but it simply means that we're trying to build a supply chain that actually absorbs more carbon from the atmosphere than it releases. This is not through offsetting, this is actually through practices within our own supply chain that sequester carbon. It sounds completely bonkers, I appreciate that, <laughs> but we have actually been able to achieve it across one product which is glow current booster which we launched in january and we can talk more about the specifics around that but i think worth just providing context and as well in terms of why we focus on carbon as a brand we really want to have a positive impact but still cognizant of the fact that we're shipping product around the world we're still creating new products so we can't necessarily say that we are solving the climate crisis or you know not contributing to the current crisis because as i said we're still creating products so we wanted our mission to still be um, something that we could own and actually own within our own supply chain and not have to work with external parties to do but also you know we're limited in terms of what positive impact that we can have but our carbon output is something that we can control and carbon is the number one contributor to the current climate crisis so we thought if we can reduce our carbon footprint and actually drive innovation in that area, as I mentioned, through being carbon negative, we can start to be bolder around our claims about being an environmentally conscious brand, I think. We don't make yeah. those kind of claims lightly, and we wanted yeah. to make sure yeah. that any mission we had around it was really thorough and robust and wasn't greenwashing. So. Yeah, you might not look at the brand, it automatically screams eco-friendly to you. And that's very intentional because, as I said, our primary focus is, is creating a brand that feels good on the skin and looks good on your shelf. But right. I think you can't be a brand in 2022 and not have some view on how you're improving the practices because yeah. we can't all continue on as we are. So that's a value yeah. that's super important to us. I love it. And then from there, I know you guys, because using the line myself, full offerings for day, night, serums, the glow, which I have embraced for sure, and are very thoughtful too about ingredients and products, which listening back to some of your older podcasts, you guys were like cooking up in the kitchen <laughs> yourselves, right? And then now you don't have chemists and a lab and everything. Tell us more about how thoughtful you are of using the ingredients, some of the things someone listening in need to buy right now to add to their collection. And, and trust me, some products like in mix and match, I feel like we all do, right? There's all different products. But I also feel for people with allergies, there's a sensitivity there that you guys speak about, which is great. Gluten-free, I believe. Let's dive into the products and the ingredients and kind of how that was all started. Yeah. So, okay, all of our products, we work with natural ingredients. All of our ingredients are certified vegan and cruelty-free as well. That's really important to us. I think one thing when we started creating products that um, people asked us time and time again for was, are they vegan? Are they vegan? We could see that it was way up the top of a priority list for a lot of consumers. And actually, when we dug into it, 
there is really no reason for your skincare products not to be vegan. Like there are the animal derivatives that show up in skincare are so easily swapped mm. and at no compromise to the formulation either. So we just felt that that was an important piece for our consumers and we were happy to kind of commit to that. We look at our ingredients as they're obviously the most important part of our product and we take a lot of pride in them. We really approach our formulation with the philosophy of what is this product and what are these ingredients going to do for your skin's health? Mm-hmm. So our products are designed to optimize your overall skin health rather than being really correctional or problem solving. Mm-hmm. So we're not a brand here to say, hey, we're going to completely solve your acne or you know, completely get rid of all your wrinkles. But what we are going to do is make sure that every one of our products includes nutrients, nutrient dense ingredients mm-hmm. that will make your skin its healthiest. And we believe that if your skin is at its healthiest, you'll be less likely to suffer from longer term skincare conditions and concerns. Mm-hmm. And really, that you know, that kind of philosophy just goes back to the fact that we started out as a a wellness inspired brand and the thinking about looking at your skin's health with quite a holistic 360 approach mirrors what we see in the wellness industry and we really view our skincare as kind of like taking your supplements in the morning that it's just going to help make sure that your skin is healthy strong and in its like tip-top condition so that you get that vibe glow and people are like you're, you're glowing today. Like so that's things. the way, yeah, that's the way we yeah, approach it. And it. we use a lot of yeah. superfood ingredients in our skincare as well. So you, you'll see when you look at our products that there are ingredients that you'll probably recognize them from the food and wellness industry. And, and you'll know that they do great things for your inside. And we just mm-hmm. translate all those benefits for your skin. So we use superfoods like black currant seed oil, blueberry seed oil, strawberry seed oil. We use adaptogenic ingredients like shiitake and reishi mushrooms. We also use ingredients like vitamin C, vitamin E. We have an alternative to vitamin A that's natural Mm -hmm. and vegan. So, you know, I think the way that we design our products is really with your skin's wellness in mind. They're supposed to be easy to use. There isn't any safe way to use our products. Like you can mix and match them. There's no risk of your skin burning if you use them in the morning. You know, I think the the skincare industry has really gone that way with quite aggressive ingredients that you really have to learn how to use. And we're taking it back and saying, you know what, just... Just know that our products are great and easy and safe to use and they can be designed to be fitted into your routine at any point. And that's really how we approach our products. I'll tell everyone, for anyone out there wearing makeup, the foaming cleanser is amazing. I've actually never had something take makeup off my skin so easily and feeling so fresh. Definitely backing all the things that you have to offer and yeah, mixing and matching and I love it. And for growth and looking at the future of Bybee and maybe what's next, what are you guys most excited about? feel like you have probably a lot up your sleeve, but talk a little bit about maybe the the future, what's next, what things are you looking forward to going into the rest of this year, which I can't believe it's like already like we're halfway there almost. Jeez. <laughs> you know? Oh God. Yeah. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> I know. Like, it goes too fast. Causes me some anxiety. <laughs> so in terms of what's next, there's so much that we want to try and achieve both like from a business perspective or a product perspective. So we're looking at ways that we can expand our skincare um, as well next year, which will be really exciting. We're looking at just continuing to innovate from um, a formulation perspective. There's so many interesting and exciting new 
ingredients that are coming to market currently around bioretinols, really new kind of actives that can help with regeneration and anti-aging. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. development and excitement around ingredients and formulation. And then from a sustainability perspective and pushing our mission forward, it's so exciting to be partnering with some really cutting edge and innovative suppliers in that realm as well. So You know, we're continuing to work at pace and and drive real innovation, which is really exciting for us. But, you know, it's been, you know, in all honesty, a really tough two years to run a business. We've still still seen amazing growth. We launched into Target January 2021. You know, the business has still hit some major milestones, but it's not been without a huge amount of work and stress given pandemic in the UK we had something horrendous called Brexit as well which just absolutely you know in terms of distributing goods into Europe and then trying to receive goods from Europe was an absolute nightmare you know the the political landscape is now really unstable which then has a direct impact on financing it's been really challenging I think anyone that has run a business through the past two years and come out and, and still kind of alive and kicking and pushing forward is, you know, massive kudos to you because it's been really challenging. I think also just being proud of of where we're at and continuing to remind ourselves how difficult trading conditions continue to be, I think is also really important rather than putting loads of pressure on ourselves to just, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. I think the fact that we're still a really solid business trading as well as we are is really important so i i guess that slightly deters from your question but i just wanted to say that as well for anyone that has been you know that runs their own business listening to the podcast because i think sometimes founders can you know and and the questions are often geared to talking about success but running Mm -hmm. a business is also really hard No, super hard. Well, you kind of stole it as that was my coming up, you know, talking about the future, but then some of the biggest challenges. And I feel like, yes, all of us in the pandemic being retail focused, sales focused, front facing. I started a business as well. Um, Yeah, high highs, low lows. I was calling it the Corona Coaster. (laughs) I'm trying not to use that phrase anymore. We're like, we have to get past it. But we're resilient. I I give you guys a lot of credit. And it seems like there's definitely things. What would you say you're most proud of achieving, kind of getting through everything over the past couple of years with the challenges? I mean, we've been able to prove growth, which is Mm -hmm. just you know yeah. like the fact that we've grown um year on year consistently despite the climate is something that we have to be really proud of and the things that make up that growth launching full chain into target whilst our entire team are based in london we still haven't been over to see it which is madness but that is a is a pinch me you know a, a proud moment for us and the things that we've got planned this year as well in terms of distribution you know where we've got some exciting launches in the UK here in our home market really growing our footprint here just the fact that we've managed to secure that regardless of the the current kind of macro climate and things that are happening outside of Bybee's four walls or even outside of the beauty industry. To us, we feel proud that we can still prove that what we're doing is different, that there's an appetite for what we're doing and that we're a brand that has a real USP. We feel really proud of that. Despite the low lows, there are still Mm -hmm. high highs and that's why we do it, isn't it? That's why we're crazy entrepreneurs (laughs) because the highs are much higher than Than if we continued on in our career in sales. I'm not sure if the highs are higher than the low lows. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I know. We got to kind of work ourselves out of some things. 
daily. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we move forward well. Yeah. And I feel like you guys have such a great community. I mean, social media. How did you really build that following organically? I told you I would be your boots on the ground to walk anything you need <laughs> here in Target and our neck of the woods. And I feel like the, the word just really spread. And you guys have such a great social presence and community. So yeah, there's a lot to be proud of. What would you say you love most about being entrepreneurs in the clean beauty space before I let you go here? I think just well, generally being an entrepreneur, I think the diversity in your day and the challenges that you face are so different every day. So there's a real dynamic element to being an entrepreneur. It's very three-dimensional. You know, you're not stuck in the same role doing the same thing every day, which is really stimulating. I think the fact that, you know, we are building something that we quite literally started at our kitchen sink. So mm-hmm. to like go in and see it on the shelves of a retailer, I think you'd never quite like overcome that feeling of just like, oh my God, like how have we even achieved this? I can't like articulately say to you, we did X, Y, and Z to get our product on the shelves of Target, for example. So I think, yeah, I think there's just this overwhelming sense of like pride and achievement that comes every day with seeing your brand in press or, you know, doing a great podcast or seeing on the shelves of a retailer. It's incredibly fulfilling, you know, being an entrepreneur when things are going well and, you know, success seems to be flowing in easily, which is yeah, it's, it's such an amazing feeling. And I think, you know, we haven't really talked about like the money side of things, but obviously there's a huge mm-hmm. monetary incentive in what we do. And I think that really drives us as well and creates a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz. You know, when we do a funding round and we see how our valuation has increased, we, you know, we have record retail revenue month, you know, that's so exciting because you can literally see how that's going to translate to your own personal benefit. And I think, um, yeah. Yeah, that's something, again, quite unique that you don't quite get when you're working within a business. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of excitement, you know, building a team and hiring amazing people and seeing those people really develop and, like, move the needle for you is is really exciting as well. There's a lot of really positive things um, to being an entrepreneur, for sure. And then I guess in the clean beauty space specifically, I think the innovation is really exciting. You know, clean beauty or natural beauty used to be such a dusty corner of beauty. Like quite literally, you would go into your like dusty health food store and pick up, you know, your brown paper bag um, or your kind of amber jar. I think to see, you know, ethical beauty, let's call it just under that huge umbrella of vegan, cruelty-free, clean, natural, sustainable, you know, the the whole group of brands. To see it become so mainstream and like Sephora really be buying into it, Target be buying into it, I think is just a great sign of people being receptive to products that, you know, genuinely do better. And I think that's, it's really important. We feel like that is the next route that products need to take because as we know, the current state of the world just needs, we need to change, right? And these brands are really pioneering change. Yeah, when you guys are as well. So absolutely bright, shiny, beautiful packaging, great price points, something for everyone. So thank you so much for sharing all of that and the highs and lows and what you love. You can tell just from knowing both of you over the past couple of weeks and, and building on our relationship, I can tell how passionate you are about it and absolutely looking forward to the future and continuing to see and staying in touch and all those things. So where can our listeners find you to shop your products, um, your platforms? As I know you're mentioning, you have a book, your podcast, like where's the best one-stop shop to find all things <laughs> that you have going on? There's a lot there, which is so great. 
Well, Bybee.com is probably the best one-stop shop, but if you want to see us in real life, you can head to Target or Credo. If you want to see us on social, then you can go to Bybee Beauty or Bybee Founders, which is Dominica and I, and drop us a DM there. Happy, always happy to speak to people. If you want to write us an email, you can email <laughs> us at info at Bybee.com. Yeah. I think that's probably enough touch points, right? We'll link everything, but our listeners definitely love to engage follow. I mean, you guys have such a great social media. I love your personalities. You really shine on there. And like I said, certainly looking forward to staying in touch. So thank you guys both so much for taking the time out of what I know is a busy schedule. And honestly, again, I wish we lived closer because I feel like we'd be great friends. But now you have number one fan in Boston. And I can't wait to see all you have to come. And if you're ever here, I'm going to take you to Barry's Boot Camp and we'll have a full self-care day. Okay, deal? So (laughs) good. We will be there. We're in. All the green juice, yoga, whatever you need, I got to. And maybe I can come to London. So stay tuned. So thank you again for all you're doing to pioneer the future of clean beauty and what we all really need to invest in and, and obviously care about. So again, truly looking forward to staying in touch and and seeing all you have coming up in the future so thanks for your time today thank you so much for having us thank you so much it is time for another megan hole method tip of the week this week i want to talk about how to create and attain goals to get you living in the best version of yourself There is a debatable conversation amongst humans about setting goals and resolutions. So either you're driven by goals or it's not your thing, I get it. But setting an intention for yourself to achieve a bigger life plan is important. A dreaded question I get asked often is, what's your five-year plan? To which I will tell you, even for a type A Virgo who seems to have it all figured out, I stop in my tracks and say, five years from now, I don't even know what I'm doing this weekend. Anyone else with me? To make goal setting not feel like a dreaded trip to the dentist, I'm sharing with you my effective system that can help you feel more confident and accomplished. If you're close to pen or paper or can crack open the notes app in your phone, type in the 333 method. Three months, three goals, three daily actions. To start, I want you to close your eyes and visualize what you want and then put a specific timeline on it. For example, on or before June 1st, I will be in my dream job. Write whatever your visualization is and put it somewhere where you can look at it every day. My go-to is a post-it note on my computer base screen. Some people stick their goal note on their bathroom mirror, you do you. But to kick off the 333 method, we're gonna map out the next 90 days. The most effective goal setting roadmap is all about reverse engineering. Write down three goals you wanna achieve and plug them in as such. In 30 days, I will achieve X. In 60 days, I will achieve X. And in 90 days, I will have reached my goal, which should be that big juicy goal you visualized in the beginning of this exercise. Once you have your monthly goals, start with the first 30 days and map out the three things you can do each week. And I want specific actions to get closer to that goal. Bite-sizing the big goal into mini goals will help to keep you on track and show progress, which in turn builds confidence in seeing what is possible. Another powerful exercise is also writing your goal into truth as if it's already happened to create the vision and manifestation of this coming to be. Should you need help manifesting the rest of your 2022 goals, head over to meganhole.com and drop me a contact form email. Let's chat. 
I hope you found this tip helpful and stay tuned for more Megan Hool tips this season on Pivot With Purpose. Pivot With Purpose with host Megan Hool is a Fashion Consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.